All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. He plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Francesco. Dave's going to edit all that, Brian. Don't worry. I'll take care of that. All right, so we're going it's to... It's just pre-mic, pre-pod pre chatter. We, we talk. Up. Who cares? Like, it was, we're just sitting here in silence until <laughs> Dave hits the record button. We do talk outside of the podcast um, every once in a while. How are you guys <laughs> doing so far tonight? Do you feel like it's going well? Ryan, don't give them your non-podcast voice. That's yeah. supposed to be top secret. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. So did everybody make it here and... Timely manner. What's funny is I know who he's doing right now, and that makes me happy. All right, let's talk about some stats and some of the analytical things that you might need to know. If you're a serious FPL player, Brian brings you the stats every single week. We've chosen to split this out into its own episode for Game Week 32. I've got the agenda that he gave me in front of me, and this is going to be worth your listen, I F- promise Yeah, you. you do. So let me, let me just start, though, by saying that we are going – to be doing an FPL America podcast cup competition. Yes. You have already qualified, dear listener, just by being in our podcast league. Game week 31 is going to be the qualifying week to determine who gets a buy in 32 and who has to start playing in 32. If you want the details and what's going to happen, you can check it out after the game week 31 ends. Because as we record this on Monday night, there's still Burnley Everton to come on Wednesday. Wednesday? Wednesday. Yes? Wednesday? Yes. yes. Burnley Everton is on okay. Wednesday. After that, we will be able to finalize the schedule for Game Week 32 in the FPL America Podcast Cup. So check it out. All the details will be at our Patreon page, patreon.com. Look for FPL America Podcast. Now, enough of that. Dave. Yes. Never mind. Brian. Yeah. Let's talk about I you you were starting you came right into the room and and contrary to what we just said earlier you you, mm-hmm. you gave a bunch of really good information on teams being at the beach what do fixtures mean at this point what does that mean for form as we head, you know head into the home stretch of the season give me give give the listeners the same things that you were giving me well I think the big thing that we learned today which is this is uh, information available out there is that the the last some of the final double game weeks of the season were announced today. So we finally know uh, that game week 36 and game week 37 will be yet another double match week. There are still other matches to be determined for Manchester City, Wolves, and West Ham. There, So those matches are still out there. We know for sure that one of the weeks coming toward the end of the season will be a double for Manchester City. So that they could be added to one of those. They will be in one of those two weeks in week 37, week 36 or week 37. 
And then Wolves and West Ham, uh, there's variables with them depending on how things play out with their schedule. So, that's, okay. But that's, again, like we've said many times in the last few weeks, that's six weeks from now, it might as well be next year. It feels like there's so many other things that can happen. So just so that 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 has to still happen and be determined is is uh, a ways away. But we do know now the list of teams. We know Arsenal, Aston Villa, Chelsea, Everton, Leeds, Leicester, Liverpool, Norwich, Tottenham and Watford. All will have a double game week in week 36. You probably have at least I don't know. That's probably six players for. I mean, between Liverpool, Arsenal, and Tottenham, I mean, you probably have six to nine players yeah. just from those that those two teams, or yeah. those three teams. And then Villa, Burnley, Chelsea, Crystal Palace, Everton, and Leicester have a double in game week 37, which means... One that, of those weeks I'm bench boosting. I was going to say, that's my remaining yeah. chip. Yeah, yeah It's going to be sure. one of those two weeks yeah. where I play Aston that chip. Aston Villa have a double-double. Uh, Everton have a double-double. That means that Leicester have a double-double in 36 and 37. Double-double. I like double-double. So we've already had a Burnley double-double. We're about to have more double-doubles in 36 37. Of Little Caesars Pizza Pizza. (laughs) There you go. Uh Ryan, I have a question for you. Uh If Burnley has a double but no one's watching, (laughs) did it actually happen? You know, I said the same thing in my notes about the Brighton and – uh, Norwich match this Nobody week. Paid attention. There's no proof that that actually uh, that, that match actually took place. Can I just use that as my my <laughs> teaser for our third episode this week? Because I do have some funny things to add in about Brighton Norwich, because there were no goals to discuss in that. Yeah, yeah, we definitely can add that in for that. Okay, perfect. Um, so I think at the so at the start we're already in a you know we if i'm not sure who prioritized everton players or if you you know if you had or went after burnley players <laughs> i know but i'm just thinking by the end of by the end of the the international break i mean nick pope was the number one transfer in for goalkeepers anyone who had raul jimenez probably went straight to veghorst as their replacement striker so the, i just know like Maybe the best move of the week was to get Richarlison back in your team because he actually did something. Who would so have far. thought that? I know. So I'm just saying what I was saying to you ahead of the of the podcast, Scott, is mm-hmm. that we are now at the point, and we got to see game week 31, all of the planning and all of the stuff that you prepared, thinking what you were going mm-hmm. to do, and you see it all come to no- nothing or next to nothing. This week, I love that so much. And that you see, like, like the one one of the few teams that we had said, like. I don't know. Like Chelsea is still, they're still up there. They're still a top club, but they have so many other things on their mind. And what happens to them after an international break? They get absolutely shelled by Brentford. I know. And so probably the last thing that almost anyone would have expected was that Manchester United and Leicester, an entertaining, I don't know, last 30 minutes. Did you watch it? I watched it. I didn't watch it live. I saw it it later. It was awful until they started playing. <laughs> sounds which about was, right which for was United. Well into the second half. That sounds right for United Leicester. Manchester United luck out. Should have had, should have oh not have gotten gosh. should not have gotten the result that they did. And they Whatever. S- it's still 1-1. I think what what I'm saying is that we are now at the point of you can look ahead, you can see the fixtures. We you probably know which teams are still playing for something, but the beach comes quickly. 
I, I just don't know. How, I feel like form versus fixtures has so much to say about what moves you anticipate. And things have changed so fast this season. Like, how fast? Like, we haven't even said anything about Club Mojo. How fast is the Club Mojo? I feel like that has flipped from week to week. Where I, you could put someone at the top or bottom almost from game week to game week. It, it's crazy, it is, especially coming off this international yeah, break. It is wild right now. So I'm just saying there are so many double match weeks. We already know ahead of game week 33, you're, you know, the, the teams that you've prioritized, the teams you're, you know, that you're trying to get to, uh, you know, I think you're at least you've started to get some of those players. You've started to put some Leicester players in your team. I know a ton of people have already gone to Arsenal for, for various reasons. Um, Burnley will have another double. Newcastle, I mean, Newcastle also recently trounced Newcastle, mm -hmm. who prior to yesterday was looking great. Uh, I've, I heard a, f a few other FPL pundits, uh, the way they talked about Newcastle was to, to say, to think of them as a top six club, the way they were playing. I'm not I, kidding. I heard Arlo White, I think it was, talk about what the table would look like if he started on New Year's. Yeah. And I think Newcastle is something like fifth. Yeah. Since New Year's. So don't like. That's to, crazy. Cause like, I don't feel like they've been that. They've been fine, but they haven't been that good. Since Eddie Howe. Once he, uh, once he got in there. Was it Eddie Howe or was it cha-ching, 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 cha-ching? <laughs> That's the sound of it new signings coming in. It could have been cha-ching, cha-ching. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I give Eddie Howe credit. He, he's had to make it work. And he I, just, I just don't think that adding Dan Byrne did that much. And Chris I don't know, Wood. man. I don't know. Dan Byrne and Chris Wood, massive signings. Yeah. No, Trippier, yes. Eddie Howe everyone has else done some things, but, for but sure. This is old Trippier, and he got hurt. so Which is also old Trippier. All of that to say, I feel like the next, like going into next week, like something that we already talked about, like I feel like we were talking a little bit, we, we edged towards strategy in, in episode one, and I think now, like game weeks, you know, 32, this week is your do what you need to do this week thinking of game week 33 because then i because you're going to end up doing the same thing then game week 34 game week 35 all is going to be prep for what you do in game weeks 36 and 37 and also by the way game week 38 uh if all you have to do is look down through the top clubs and who the top clubs are playing all of the top teams in game week 38 have a matchup that you would just say this is amazing manchester city play Aston Villa at home. Uh, Liverpool play Wolves at home. Chelsea play Watford at home. Spurs play Norwich away, but they still play Norwich. Arsenal <laughs> get Everton at home. Like, tell me where there's anything bad there so far. For sure. Like, that is going to be such... Like, you know what the last week of the season looks like. What an amazing game week 38 where you have, like, all the best teams playing all the dumbest teams. So... That was where I was. That's what we were kind of going through, mm -hmm. just to say, this is this is a real something's got to give here. This is a. There are teams that you say like are the top supposed to be the top team, supposed yeah. to have the best players. Right. Their fixtures might be good on paper, but what are they actually going to do? Very good. Oh my gosh. Speaking of trying to predict what is someone actually going to do, let's let's use that to talk about Kai Havertz next. Mm. You and I both, Brian, wanted to go to Havertz, and in yes, the midst of I. our 
in the midst of our negatives, math, uh, we, the three of us combined took a negative 28 going into Which game week 31. I love that. And we all wanted Havertz, but I don't think any of us used our negative 28 to get him. Right? Am I right on that? I mean, I'm still, even with my negative, going to score a 50 this week. That's fine. Stop I think, right? Yeah. It's, it's okay. Nice. Yeah, it's not nice you, to brag. You, you get a one episode per week allowance of, of overall well, that, score. It's brag. better than the average. If average at this point is 38, but there's still one more match left to play. So, anyways. Brian, tell us how we should feel about not getting Kai Havertz into our lineups, even though I felt good about it after the Chelsea loss. Yeah, just the Kai Havertz. I mean, he was a he was a, probably the trendiest pick in midfield, one of the top picks in midfield going into game week 31. He was, I said, he was my gut move that I didn't make. The, the move that I, you know, like you said, the move, the, I, I, if I was going to make one that I didn't, it would have been that. Um, no, he still took, the fourth most shots this week. He was in the box a ton. And in the last five game weeks, he's basically second in all the offensive categories, shots and shots in the box and touches in the box. He's basically second to either Sun or Salah in all of them. So by statistics, uh, and also the I think the, be- the the best one, and this is one that I feel like you know, you can talk about all the ex- like expected stats or whatever. He has six big chances in the last five weeks, which is third most of anyone. So, which we when we get to Spurs, like there's this, I just, I can't, it's such an amazing stat for them. But, <laughs> uh, but no, Havertz is still like, he's a, he was the guy in form. I don't know what this Brentford game was. I, I, I honestly, I, I, I wish I could see. I feel like I didn't even really see football. London has like all the coverage in the world about every London team that you could possibly. There's nothing about like this match other than just Brentford kind of came out and just said that they played stronger than them. Like we felt a little leggy. Some of the players said that. Like Erickson said that. Like we felt a little tired, but we hit. But our counterattack was strong. That's it. Is that like what kind of game was this? That's why I don't understand how this ended this way, with this kind of the the stats the way they were. Yeah. I, like I had such a weird game. No, I, I would for sure. I would still say, if you went to Havertz, I don't know why you would have any. Like I feel like you'd keep him. Well, just that. But then what's annoying is that Jota did great. Like oh. Jota looks fantastic, and and like we said before, Jared Bowen, welcome back to. Not only FPL relevance, but holy cow, he's back in the team. Yeah. Like out of what, like there was, he was like the doubtiest of doubts going into <laughs> this game week, and he comes back and gets a goal and an assist. I just don't know how. Like I feel like the the tra- you'd have the an itchy trigger finger after a drubbing against Brentford. It's and just then crazy. You look around at the price point, and you're like, oh man. All right, those, so key question then good. here: If you know none of us have Kai Havertz, yeah, are you tempted to go to him right now? Not having him, would you go to him? Would you recommend? If, you if go I to had him? the money, but it would have to be big money. There's nobody like if I like I would never say, "Hey, if you have son, if you have son, you're not no. selling down." If you have Joda, you're not going out. That's what I mean. I mean I, even against City coming up, if it was, if I had Foden, if it was Foden, someone like Foden to Havertz, I would do that. Okay. I would think about, you know what I would think about, and this might be insane. Yeah, tell me. I would think about if I had the money going from Saka up to Havertz. 
I know that's a gap. That's not like an easy. I think it's one point three. I think Havertz is seven eight or seven nine. Yeah. Saka's like it, still six, it's, six something. It's possible. I, I. That, that's it, one of those that I would think about. The Chelsea scoring thing, uh, the anemic scoring at Chelsea, does, concerns me a little bit. Their defense is normally solid. I'm going to continue to own their defensive players. Yeah. All right. You teased a, a Spurs stat that's just amazing. Obviously, Spurs looked amazing, dropping five on on this Newcastle team we just praised. The top six Newcastle yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us, give us the Spurs stats, Well, Brian. first of all, uh, in a segment, a new segment we like to call the most hilarious single stat of the week. <laughs> in the stat section of the, the stat podcast of yeah, this, yeah, yeah. the FPL America podcast of podcasts. This is an FPL podcast. <laughs> the hilarious anyway. stat of the week. Matt Doherty's expected assist number this week was exactly zero. Zero. Not 0.03. Not 0.0. Not 0.25. Just zero. A straight up zero. So what does that mean? Especially since when he dropped a 14, right? He scored a goal and he got an assist. Okay. And if it was an FPL assist, I don't care. No. Yeah. His expected assist number was exactly zero. That I feel is like I've never seen that. I don't think I've ever it's seen so that. I don't know that I've ever seen that before. It's so weird. Hyung Men's son and Harry Kane in the last five game weeks each have eight have had eight big chances. Eight big chances. Chances that they are reasonably expected and players like them you would say are clinical to the point that you would assume that they will score. They have eight big chances each. They are far and away the best for that. And then for assists and chances created, Son, Kuliszewski, and Kane are all at the top in the last five weeks over all other players. Like, look at the list of people who had a hand in the goals. One, you just say it's amazing that Kane only it's had one tiny team. return. I know. It's like the entire – honestly, there's It's not, their entire team. Even Royale. I know. It doesn't, like, every single player did something. It's a miracle somehow that Hoybier didn't. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, how did every, like, it seems like the kind of game where you look through and you're like, oh, wow, uh, everyone, but um, but Lloris had an assist. Well, yeah. It's unbelievable. Anyway, it's just. Are they going to keep this up? Well, it's. Isn't it back-to-back good results for them? Or they, did, they have a favorable schedule, and I just feel like it's worth discussing. They have they have come out of the yo-yo a little bit. I would so say their, their double their double match week is is at Liverpool home. Arsenal. Yeah, that's the, the I feel like of all the announcements for the double match weeks, game week thirty six Spurs to add the North London derby to the week where they play Liverpool. Come on. <laughs> What's interesting is Why? they go Saturday, Thursday. So they play Liverpool on Saturday. Then on Thursday, they finish the match week home to Arsenal. And then they turn right around three days later and play home you know, to Burnley. I, I Somewhere think, in the background, Justin Timberlake singing Cry Me a River. Because that sounds like what City and no. Liverpool do all the time. I'm so sorry that Spurs have to play four matches in two weeks. Well, Saturday, Saturday, Thursday, Sunday is for a team that has no other competitions going on. It's fine. They that is that's fantastic. Okay, all right. The fact that they get even the fact that they get Friday and Saturday. I know that's two days off. There is no risk 
of rotation for Kane or Son. I forgot that Dave cheers for a team that only plays in the league this year. <laughs> so that's that's my fault. That's my fault. Yeah. That no, there is no like you look at the uh, the schedule going out other than game week 36. Like, Two games in a week. Who does that? What kind of madness is this? I mean, look, like it's not like Liverpool's been untouchable defensively. It's not like they can't get hit by somebody. And Arsenal playing in the North London Derby, you have no idea what's going to happen. That's no, sure. And they're playing at home, where they've been amazing. Yeah. So I, there, I'm not. I, you don't love that, but still going out. I don't know how you don't have two or three of these guys. Agree. Brian, you touched on Liverpool briefly. Let's focus on them. We got it. It's the obligatory Mosala discussion for the yeah. week. Uh, you asked the question post laser pointer Mo Salah versus the field <laughs> tell me what you meant by yeah, that yeah just that that's where the que- it's the question that comes up every time J- Salah goes on a a run of like not scoring from open play threes yeah so we're at we're at what four matches in a row now i something think something like that his, yeah so, his penalty so, kick covered up a, a little bit of yeah of, the one penalty and had he stayed out for 90 minutes in this one he gets he gets one he would have gotten another one yeah right. i was so, a so so in a, and and of course, I think there's that there is the World Cup qualifying hangover for him, and it happened before. I mean, it happened the last time, you know, where where the African know, the, Cup well, of Nations. yeah, just the African Cup of Nations, where the question is like mentally, he can't help but be in a bad spot, and so he was definitely off it. I mean, I can't remember the number. I mean, it was multiple times though in this match against Watford where it was like, nah, it's not really like him. That first touch, elephant foot or not. Uh, Rhino, Rhino, Rhino. Rhino oh, sorry, Rhino foot. Um, I'm mixing up my large mammals. I was say, get, you get your mammals right, Brian. <laughs> well, I mean, it may, might be an elephant foot. For, it may be. No, I think just the question is, would you take someone other than him on the way out? Looking at Liverpool's schedule on the way out. Looking well, at even on their own team. Look, I, well, I know we've discussed this. Mane and Jota. Like, if you... I, most of the season, I've owned three Liverpool players. It's been TAA, Robertson, and Salah. If you only have one of those players and or you need to save some money and go cheaper, I would own Jota over Mane right now. Would you – I feel like would you own Jota in a – would you own Jota or – it might be crazy. I know he didn't play this week, but Luis Diaz. Would you choose one of them as your Liverpool midfielder, opening up a million other options for your team uh, to spread that money I into have, better places? Well, I have so much money that it doesn't matter for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is that's the most. This is such a helpful. He is the Jeff Bezos of FPL. Apparently, uh, I, I don't know really who of the premiums to choose. I, there's all of them are there for me. There are more than eleven premiums. I I can't have them all. Uh, okay, so the answer for me is Yoda. Price okay. point and return make that a great combination. Now that he's healthy again, looks good. I would go to Yoda if I had any guts at all. I'd I'd go with Yoda. And I'd change Salah to KDB. Yeah, I just that's not Mane, not Luis Diaz for money. No, I, KDB. Jota. One of the things that has been true of Diogo Jota all season long is that he is better than Salah when it comes to big chances. When he can comes, do more in a variety of ways. Like he yeah. had, a, he had a near chance again in this match. Uh, against Watford he already with had his a head. headed goal, and he right. almost scored. He exactly. scored another header. Salah's not doing that. Never. Or so rarely. <laughs> Accidentally. Yeah. not <laughs> Definitely not on purpose. And I get it. That's why I said this week, just the fear of not having Salah was, I was like, I can't do it. 
I got to have him. I know. And like throwing yeah. out half my team to make a way to get him back in and then immediately thinking like, oh, I wonder oh. if my money wasn't better spent on on De Bruyne. Well, KDB got, a, some, got you a return. I, like, I just, I feel like we get to this point so many times in a season, but now when it's crunch time with, you know, with, with seven game weeks remaining where strategically it's not like you're, it's not like the players that you would bring in instead of someone else can't, can they match him? And I think most of the time, yeah, they can. Mm-hmm. De Bruyne scoring a goal is better than Salah scoring a goal every time because De Bruyne does more. And he has a more it's a it's a higher percentage On chance bonus of getting side. bonus points. Yeah. Like it's almost a, a guarantee that De Bruyne will get bonus points for scoring and Salah is like fifty fifty, whether yeah, he will. That's a great win. point. Very good so, point. I, if I, I was if I was chasing a title this season and not just half playing with my heart as a Liverpool fan, yeah. I would probably have done that move already. Yeah. Liverpool light, Steven mm-hmm. Gerrard. <laughs> Liverpool height. You interesting you say this because I'm gonna. Well, go ahead. Uh, You mentioned to me. I I mean, I have you and I have gone back and forth in past episodes, past weeks, about what Gerard's trying to do as manager of Aston Villa. Mm -hmm. Now we know they have a double double, as you have proclaimed it to be. Yeah, uh, thirty six and thirty seven. Does that mean anything? And and is Gerard's tactic working? Well, so. I feel like like just the way I wrote it down is just here we go again yeah. with Aston Villa because you know, as it is at the opening line of the article of the, the match recap for the BBC, Aston Villa manager Steven Gerrard warned his players that they are playing for their futures after they lost to Wolves. And oh I just think, weren't, didn't they just do this? Wasn't the players only in the team wow. like huddle meeting? Wasn't wow, that wow. like four weeks ago? I just, I just feel like like the way he described it was he just said we're looking like a 45 minute team and that's on me the players in the building have to help me fix it now if not we will get players in who will help me fix it like what threat at this point is good enough for a team that's this middling like they got they they're 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 safe and and now what i don't I don't think any threat. I think any threat that is made like this for a middling club with nothing left to play for this season, I think it only exemplifies the weakness of the manager. Okay. If you are struggling, I think, though, I mean, in general, I think the worst thing you can do is publicly berate a player mm-hmm. and not do it to the player, but do it to the media. No millennial is going to be okay with that tactic. He doesn't have 11 John Terry's out on the pitch. He has he's 11 kids compared to him. And they're not going to say, oh, oh, he's going to, oh, okay, I, I, message received, loud and clear. <laughs> I, I better do something. No, they're not doing that. They're resenting yeah. him for that. It's not going to work. And uh, I don't like it. Because I do like CVG, of course, yeah. as a as a as a player, former player, he did great at Rangers. It seemed not not. I mean, I I don't know that it's fair. He he quickly got them safe, you know, in the second yeah. half of the season after the Dean Smith sacking, very quickly got them safe. I think he just needs to shut his mouth until the summer. Well, it just I mean, it it just seems like 
the one guy, weirdly enough, who seems like he's figured it out there is Ollie Watkins. Yeah. At least in the last few weeks. Yes I mean, and no. And I just, I'm just, he's still missing more than he's making. I was going to say, like, so this week he gets a penalty goal. The fact that he was on the penalty is, I'm shocked. He must I, have shut down his social media. <laughs> I, I know. It's a reward. <laughs> you, if you if you close your Twitter account, we, I will put you on the next penalty. We are going to get our highs from real life things, not dopamine rushes from clicks and likes. Oh my goodness! So you're or, gonna kick the ball in the net, and yes. you're gonna get a high from that. Yes, Mister. Yes. Um, no, just say he. You know, in the last five weeks, he's basically second. He's second only to Kane for you know for shots in the box and shots on target. So. As forwards go, so right. I I don't I don't hate that. And then at, like he would be the guy now. Like everyone's, but that's the thing: the allure of double doubles. Everyone's gonna be on Matty Cash again. Everyone's gonna go back. And if you can't afford him, you're going to Dean. And in the midfield, if you can get to Coutinho, you're gonna go to Coutinho. And yeah. if you want a big differential, you're gonna get Danny Ings. Yeah. As a forward, I, I just, no I, and, but Ollie Watkins is the guy. I just feel like. Well, and some people have Ramsey still as a discount midfielder. I do. Yeah, that's I'll and play I do him. too. And I'll that's that's him. one out of right. three villains that you can put in your right. squad. Right, there's. I just feel like no matter what they look like, and no matter how like no matter how mediocre they are, I think once it gets to game weeks thirty six and thirty seven. You're gonna take a You're chance. You're probably gonna go back to him just because you get four matches in two weeks from from whichever guy you pick. All right, and no other competitions for Villa. Yeah. Your one last thing in this episode, Brian, is Harvey Barnes. Give us the Harvey Barnes data we well, need. No, so I mean, everybody's gonna go to James Madison. Madison was not only gets he gets the points here, he gets the assist for the Inacho goal. He gets a, he scored and had the goal. I think rightly overturned. Um, but still, it was it was close. It was a you know. Did you see it? Did you feel like it was a foul? Ianacho kind of kicked the crap out of out of uh, Varon, and then Varon fell over, and then uh, you know, Madison's goal was great. Yeah, I felt like the goal he the goal that he actually scored was fantastic. It's just that it, I thought it was crazy that it was overruled. Oh, really? Yeah. You didn't see him kicking Varon's legs? Yeah, but it didn't impact the, the play. He fell over. Well, he kicked Listen, him. Brian, if he, the whistle was blown every time a soccer player fell yeah. over. I mean, he kicked him so many times he fell over. <laughs> this match had, I mean, it was the match where someone. Hey, it's not like it was Aaron Cresswell. Oh, was it, we'll wasn't, it Scott Mc, wasn't it Scott McTominay that, like, studs up? I, mean, I don't know how yeah. he didn't no, get, how he did not get a red card in this match. Right now is, is so inconsistent. With what they give flag or flags, what what with what they flag, fouls they flag and they card. I I, I give up, Scott. I give up on what you need to give up talking right now. Is what you need to do. This is. I feel like this is the dilemma for most for most teams that have a guy that's creative that can score goals compared to a guy that is the attacker who is meant to score goals but doesn't do a ton else. It's just that because Madison's on free kicks because he's. He's a lurker because he's going to get in there at the end. That's not that's that's not a nice way to talk about it. No, there's nothing honest. wrong with he's a lurker. You, hey, you never wanted to aspire to be a lurker. Scott? If there was ever a time where give um, me loiterer any day of where, a lurker, where, where your guy um, 
who's the uh, the the upstart here? Who's the other midfielder for Leicester that you said is like the future? Uh, Dewsbury, Dewsbury Hall. Hall. Yeah, there. Dews, no one has been Madisoning <laughs> in the, like recently more than Dewsbury Hall. James it's the Jr. most Madison that Dewsbury Hall could be. <laughs> I'm just glad we were on that first. You uh, heard it here first, ladies those, and gentlemen. Those quick shots where you're like, where you have to take All a right. do- double take. <laughs> it's just that Harvey Barnes, six shots, which was the second most of anybody this week. And in the last five weeks, he's second only to Kane for shots. He's tied with Kane for the most shots in the box. Like, the guy is just, he, and in this match, the number of times where, I mean, because Madison is the one feeding it to him, it's not a guy, like, we've already seen him score points. So this isn't, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is a guy who he's being fed by a quality feeder. Madison needs will be in my team before match week 33. I'm sure. Let's just call a spade a spade. Leicester's got a double in 33. They got a double in 36. They got a double in 37. So Leicester's got three doubles coming up. So if you don't have two Leicester players, at minimum Madison with yeah. one, then I think that's sort of foolish. It's just a numbers game. And most of those matchups, look at Leicester's schedule, Brian. We mock the color-coded schedule. That's pretty green. I know. I know. That's what I mean. I This is what I'm talking about with planning. And I'm saying, like, this is a match they probably, probably should have won. Uh you know, it's not a full-strength Manchester United, but I don't think anybody believes that Manchester United is better than this. So no. this is a this is a match where I think you look at it and say, yeah, I think Leicester probably should have come away with a, at least a two-one victory at uh, uh, Old Trafford. Mm-hmm. So, but no, just that Harvey Barnes is on, like in the last five weeks, his co- his comparison players for shots is Salah and is Kane. Wow. It's not. Wow. It's not. Right. He's he's uh, he's at the top. Right. I'm not like I'm not saying there. This it's not like oh Havertz has uh, he's got 14 shots from open play. That's pretty good. <laughs> not it's right. not like that. All this right. is the kind of There's thing your you non mic voice yeah, again. You want to? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to do it a lot today. <laughs> I wonder why. Um, all right. So anything else like your actual one last thing, Brian? Even though I tried to say that Harvey Barnes was it. Um, no, I actually do not. I, I feel like all the other, uh, everything else is just planning around the, the players that, that, I mean, you saw this week, that, like the, the one stat this week, this is the, nothing defines this week more than this to me. No one had more, sh- more than two shots on target this week. No one. No. That's the, a great the, stat to end on for your one last thing the that maximum, you didn't have a minute ago. The most that anyone was able to conjure was two shots on target Unbelievable. this week. Wow. That's, how is that possible? That's crazy. So that's what I mean. This week does not really tell you anything that you didn't know. I think everything about it is just planning for, like, are I you? I think that's fascinating since you had a team that scored three, another team that scored four, and another team that scored five. Yeah. Two shots on target. That's your top. That's amazing. That's that's a great note to end on, Brian. I don't care if you have more to say. You're cut off. Mike, shut <laughs> off. <laughs> Dave, take yeah. us home. Hey, we Neil Wilpe. Yeah, oh, I, no, knew I, no, knew I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Alexis McAllister, though. Uh, let's uh, let's not forget about Alexis McAllister. Alexis McAllister. Get the, the space in there. The uh, the Argentinian. Yes. yes. Uh, Dave, there's gonna be one more episode. That's still it. to come. Yep. This week. Don't so. Make sure you check that out. But this gives you for sure the FPL data you need. Are you guys Absolutely. buying Christian Erickson? Dave? I'm going to keep my eye on him. 
Okay. Take us home. For the NPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>